Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. A huge bombshell this week broken by my next guest, revealing how then-Vice President Joe Biden reportedly changed policy in Ukraine at the time that his son Hunter was making big bucks on the Burisma board. And joining us now is the guy with the big scoop. He is the founder of Just the News, the great investigative journalist John Solomon. John, this is stunning. Tell us what you discovered. Yeah, listen, uh, for ever since the 2019 impeachment trial of Donald Trump, where Donald Trump was accused of trying to start an investigation of Hunter and Joe Biden without any merit, uh, Joe Biden has stuck to his story. Yes, I did fire or force the firing of the Ukraine's chief prosecutor while he was investigating my son's company, but it had nothing to do with my son's company. I was just carrying out career officials' U.S. policy recommendations, meaning they wanted the career officials of the United States government wanted Victor Shokin, the prosecutor general, fired. Well, that story has stood the test of time until recently when we got documents that we won through litigation of FOIA to Senate and House investigators, and also from sources of the State Department who just walked documents out and provided them to us. Those documents show that Joe Biden wasn't following U.S. policy. The U.S. policy was to keep Victor Shokin, the prosecutor general, in place. The belief was he was making good progress on anti-corruption reforms and that Joe Biden was supposed to give the billion-dollar loan guarantee to Ukraine without uh, firing the prosecutor. Joe Biden made a change. He took the decision into his office after the task force of federal officials made their policy decision, and he changed the policy decision. He decided, I'm going to withhold the billion dollars until they fire Victor Shokin. That's what the documents that we had last night uh, became public last night show. Now, there's a second part to this. We started to track what was going on in Hunter Biden's life, why Joe Biden made this momentous change in, in U.S. policy. What we found out was that Hunter Biden was under pressure from Burisma to deal with Victor Shokin. Victor Shokin was stepping up his investigation of the owner of Burisma, uh, Nikolai Zolchevsky, and he was investigating the company. It was a corruption investigation. Burisma thought that when they hired Hunter Biden, these things would go away. So uh, Hunter Biden was becoming under pressure. In fact, so much pressure that he was hiring a crisis communications firm. He then reached out to one of Joe Biden's top advisors on energy, uh, a guy named Amos Hotstein, in uh, uh, early November. And then a couple of weeks later, Joe Biden brings this, inf- uh, this decision into his office. He cuts out even the ambassador to Ukraine. The U.S. ambassador to Ukraine said, I never saw these documents. I never saw this happen. And he goes and he changes the policy. It goes from Victor Shokin's doing a great job and deserves the billion dollars in loan guarantees to He's doing a bad job, and we're going to force him to be fired before we give Ukraine the money. That's the significant policy change that happened, and it happens in parallel to Hunter Biden becoming under pressure to do something about Victor Shokin. That's what these documents show, a complete change of a story that we've been told for four straight years. Now, let's remind everybody, John Solomon, because you're right. President Biden has said the reason that suddenly he wanted to fire Victor Shokin, the prosecutor, and obviously threatened to withhold the $1 billion in aid was because that was U.S. policy. Kind of remind us of what the president, then he was VP, but obviously when he's been asked about it as president and running too, that he's basically stuck to the story. What has he said that obviously deeply conflicts with what you discovered? 
Yeah, I did nothing wrong. I was just carrying out U.S. policy. That's what he said. Well, actually, what he was carrying out was his own policy. He made his own decision. There's a great interview that Senate investigators did a couple of years ago that nobody really uh, paid much attention to. It showed that the uh, Jeffrey Pyatt, the then ambassador to Ukraine under uh, Joe Biden, said, hey, uh, let's be honest about this. Political principles get to make their own decisions. They don't have to follow what we do. That's probably what Joe Biden did here. He just changed the policy on his own. And and what was most remarkable when they showed the documents to Jeffrey Pye said, Did you ever see this change in policy? Like, no, I wasn't I wasn't CC'd on those documents. I wasn't brought in the loop on those documents. So Joe Biden's story doesn't match. And what's remarkable is this story was presented as evidence in the impeachment trial. It was used by Joe Biden in the presidential debates, his last job interview before he became president for the American people. And they, they doubled down and tripled down in the story all the while, while these documents sitting at the State Department uh, showed a very different narrative. And, and it's very similar to what we've seen with other aspects in the Biden family scandal now. Uh, Joe Biden said, my family never got money from China. Well, now Hunter Biden admits he got $6 million from China. Joe Biden said the laptop was Russian disinformation. It wasn't. The FBI had corroborated it well before Joe Biden made that claim. He said he had never talked to Hunter Biden about his business, and he never talked to Hunter Biden's business partners. We now know he had 20 phone calls with business partners, and he had two private dinners with some of the most controversial of all of Hunter Biden's foreign business deals, oligarchs from places like Ukraine and Russia and uh, Kazakhstan. So Joe Biden's entire story, the story he gave the American people in his final job interview, it's completely incinerating in front of our eyes. Almost everything he told us to deflect questions about Hunter Biden and um, the foreign business dealings that his family is involved in have all been disproven by evidence, by documents, by testimony from family friends even. There also is information, you discovered this, and I want to have you spotlight this also, John Solomon, because everybody's talking about your big scoops, but also that it basically changed U.S. policy, that it affected and hurt U.S. policy. Describe that. The guy with the bow tie, walk us through that. That's right. Such an important testimony. So there was a famous witness during the Trump impeachment trial by the name of George Kent, a career State Department guy, a very respected guy who right out of the box said, listen, I knew that Burisma was corrupt. I knew what they were doing when they hired Hunter Biden. I didn't like it. I once tried to talk to the vice president about it. I was turned down. I didn't get a meeting with it. So in his testimony, what he said was that we all saw this as an appearance of a conflict of interest, but nobody that thought that it had changed U.S. policy, that it had impacted the actual effect of U.S. policy in Ukraine. That's sort of what the testimony was, and lots of witnesses gave that testimony. Well, in a private classified email, an email that was marked confidential, was classified by the uh, State Department embassy in Kiev, George Kent told a very different story. He wrote his boss, the then ambassador, Marie Ivanovich, and said, somebody should go tell Joe Biden. This is at the end of 2016, as Obama's about to give the keys over to Donald Trump to take over the White House. Somebody should tell Vice President Joe Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, undercut all of our anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. He undercut that completely different from the Democratic Fed narrative that we got during impeachment and all through 2020. And what you're really seeing now is that all these stories that I uh, that I had written back at the Hill, other great reporters, uh, Miranda Devine, they were all called conspiracy theories. Well, conspiracy theories have come true. And the original stories that Democrats and Joe Biden told us they're now being debunked one by one by one. Where do you see the investigation going, John? Because this is really alarming. And I think 
the documents that you have now uncovered sort of essentially show a quid pro quo, which is what everybody was wondering. Okay, well, what did, did it change policy? Was there something directly related? We all remember that famous moment where Joe Biden is on the stage at the Council of Foreign Relations and he's even bragging yeah. about getting rid of the prosecutor and leveraging the $1 billion that, of aid. That was my original story in April 1st of 2019. And of course, it got attacked so much, but now we know there was grave reason to be concerned about this transaction, grave reason to be concerned about what the president was, bra- future president was bragging about. So I think now we know that Joe Biden gave the American public several false stories. He lied his way into office, is what several Republicans say. And you're now seeing mainstream uh, news organizations, Jake Tapper, other people say, yeah, you know what? Joe Biden lied to us. It wasn't true. Donald Trump was actually right about this stuff. I think the next big issue and the issue that will decide for Republicans whether they pursue an impeachment or not was, did Joe Biden receive financial benefit from the transactions where he's assisting his son? He assisted his son by going to dinners with the business clients, by getting on the phone with them. He looks like he did something that was certainly in line with Burisma's wishes when um, he gets rid of the prosecutor that's pursuing the company. Did he, as a ranking official, the vice president, the number two official in the country, did he get money from uh, Hunter Biden while Hunter Biden was collecting these millions of dollars from China, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, and other places like it, Romania. Um, There are strong statements in Hunter Biden's laptop text messages that he was paying his father's bills. So what tune? Was it a few thousand dollars? Was it a few million dollars? Was it somewhere in between? That's where James Comer and Jim Jordan and the other House Republicans go. They're going to subpoena the president's personal bank records. They're going to subpoena Hunter Biden's personal bank records. They're going to get their text messages and they're going to find out, did money change hands? If money changed hands, I think a reluctant Republican caucus in the House will uh, have more uh, gumption to go about and potentially start impeachment proceedings against the president. If they don't find that, I think what they'll probably do is write a report laying out all the things that Joe Biden did to lie or mislead the American people, the threat and the dangers that Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings created for the United States, conflicts of interest. But I think right now they're really focused in follow the money. We know how much money came into Hunter Biden. Did any of it benefit Joe Biden? If it does, I think the scandal goes out one more notch. It's already a very serious uh, scandal in Washington, but this could take it to the next level. It could also snap uh, the mainstream media, which has often ignored this story, into a much more serious coverage. Do you think Democrats, because, of course, the Senate is led by Democrats, even if it were to go to an impeachment inquiry and even if it goes to the House uh, where there's a narrow margin, as you know, with the GOP, it still has to go to a Democratic led Senate? Yeah, a lot will be how good a job does the House Republicans if they get to impeachment? How good a job do they do in explaining to the public why this is wrong, why this is an abuse of power, why we can't allow someone who did this and then lied about it to stay in power in America? In the 1970s, Republicans and Democrats worked together to make that case against Richard Nixon. In the last few impeachments, they've been very partisan, going with Bill Clinton, mostly all Republicans against him, Democrats for him. Uh, In uh, Donald Trump, Democrats against him, all Republicans for the president. Uh, There'll have to be something that is so compelling to take Democrats out of their party line votes and say, you know what? I'm I'm a Democrat, but I'm an American first, and I can't tolerate this about my president. That's going to be the sort of evidence that Republicans are going to have to deliver, I think, to change the 50-50 sort of divisive lines that we have in government. I do think 
significant money flowing from Hunter Biden while he was doing this business with Russia and Ukraine and others, if there is a significant money trail to the president. Remember, Hunter Biden's text messages says he was giving half of his money, half of his money to his father. If those text messages are true when he talked to his sister and others, then that could be a very, very serious flow of money and probably something that would shake even Democrats uh, their confidence in this president. You talk about the subpoenas going for bank records and text messages. You know that the White House will fight that tooth and nail, as will Hunter Biden's attorneys and others. Talk about the legal entanglement. Do you think you'll actually get them? Well, you know, there's an interesting thing that Democrats did the last couple of years. They went to the court time and time again with a select committee called the January 6th Select Committee. And time and again, they pierced attorney-client privilege. They pierced pierced executive privilege, and they created a body of legal theory in Washington that Congress investigating a president has the right to get access to almost anything it wants, text messages, uh, tax records, right? Donald Trump's personal tax records were obtained by Congress. The Democrats may rue that they took that strategy because now there's a legal precedent. It's going to be very hard for the courts in D.C. to say, well, we gave you all that when Donald Trump's president, but we're not going to do it for Joe Biden. I think Republicans feel they're very emboldened that they know that the January 6th body of law, the case law, is now in their favor as they pursue this. But you're right. Biden's going to fight him. It's going to have to go to the courts. Some of this will probably get to the Supreme Court if the Democrats are serious about trying to delay or slow this down. But I think the recent body of law that Democrats created in their pursuit of Donald Trump may come back to haunt at least Joe Biden. Yes, certainly. Talk about the big money, too, also, John Solomon, that Hunter Biden received, because we're talking about big money went into his account, into Rosemont Seneca, all these shell companies, and also burner phones, I mean, being used. When you hear that, you hear about the aliases that Biden used. I mean, it just, it sounds like it's like a a mob or something. All the limited liability corporations that people saw as well, they're moving money to one shell company to another shell company. The companies don't seem to have any purpose except to be repositories for money coming from overseas, and then they shift between them. That's the work that James Comer's done, these banking memos he's put out there. Listen, this operated with some of the signatures of what we would call a criminal enterprise. That does, I'm not accusing the president of a criminal enterprise. I'm saying that the tactics that some of these transactions evolved mirror that, and we know that. Why? Because U.S. banks felt that they had a file suspicious activity reports time and time and time again involving transactions of Joe Biden, excuse me, Hunter Biden and the other Biden family members and their businesses. That is so rare in American history. Banks, if banks do two or three on a person, that's really unusual. Uh, you've heard James Comer say there were dozens, maybe scores of these just involving Hunter Biden's various business accounts. So the banks saw something that they didn't like, that they thought was suspicious. That's probably a sign that more people saw this. It may be people at the Securities Exchange Commission. We know the IRS whistleblowers saw something funky. That's why they, they wanted to interview Hunter Biden and they were turned down while they wanted to see the evidence were turned down. So I think we're going to find out that large parts of the United States government had concerns and were reporting things. And there was a big, heavy thumb preventing them from really investigating the truth about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and these transactions. That too could play into how the public reacts to this. Americans don't like bad things that the president do. Sometimes you're willing to admit it. They're willing to forgive you, but they often will get upset when they see a cover up and attempt to just deceive the American people. And I think now with the IRS whistleblowers and and some of the stuff we're learning about the special prosecutor, David Weiss, it has that feel that maybe there's a cover up at work here. And that also has Congress and I think a lot of Americans very concerned. And John Solomon, there were also reports um, early on, and I want to get your thoughts about this, that Hunter may have had 
uh, there were claims maybe access to some of the classified information. We know in this alias, when he was Robert L. Peters, he was CC'd on an email. But there was in one email, I believe it was in one of the laptops, where the information, a lot of people thought, mirrored what looked like information in a classified document. Uh, Are you familiar with that? And do you believe that that that's the case? I haven't found any evidence. I always like to stick to the evidence that's in, in, in our hands and be able to do it. I know there's a suspicion about it. We do know that there were sensitive things that Joe Biden occasionally sent to his son. I broke the story two years ago. I resurrected it a week ago because people wanted to relearn about it. But there's a time where a U.S. prisoner is about to be released by the Turkish government. It's a big deal. No one knows about it publicly. Joe Biden's staff moves the information that comes in from the embassy from the president's government email account to his personal email account, and then he forwards it to Hunter Biden, which gave Hunter Biden an advantage that no other everyday American would have. They were learning about something secretive going on behind the scenes of government before the rest of the world knew. We know those happened. Was that was that email marked classified? No. Was it sensitive to government operations? Yes. Now, if they're willing to do that, are there other things to look at? That's what Robert Herb, the special counsel in the Joe Biden classified memos case, is looking at. Why did Joe Biden bring classified memos home from the Senate? Why did he bring them home from the vice president? Did any of those memos involve the countries where his son uh, business dealings were? Did, were there any other fingerprints on the documents besides Joe Biden? Is it possible Hunter Biden read them? Those are the sort of questions that now um, Robert Herr, the special prosecutor, is looking at. To date, I haven't found any evidence to suggest that Hunter Biden had access, uh, but there's a very quiet investigation going on. There are reports that the special prosecutor is now demanding to do an interview with the president, Joe Biden, so we may get those answers soon. And which special counsel is looking to do an interview with the president? That's Robert Hur, the one looking at the classified memos case. We were able to report that last week, and that's an active request that hasn't been met. There's a negotiations going on. We'll see if it happens. I think the goal is to have it happen in the fall. Yeah, that's really interesting because you haven't heard very much whatsoever from him. Yeah. Where is that going? Where do you think that's going? We literally don't know. I mean, that's a good thing, perhaps. I mean, a lot of times we see all these leaks from the Justice Department, many of them false, and we say, oh, the Justice Department's misbehaving. This is a special prosecutor that's been remarkably silent, very much like John Durham was. John Durham didn't leak. And, and, and so we don't know what it is. That's the way that these investigations are supposed to be run, unlike the leaks that we've seen from people like Jack Smith and others. So uh, it's a good thing. I think the American public probably will have confidence in Robert Hur that there haven't been leaks, but we literally don't know anything more. And after the history of what we've seen with Joe Biden's accounts before, there's reason to distrust what Joe Biden has told us. A lot of the other things he's told us when controversy or scandal hit his family have proven false. So I think people are more suspicious when he said, there's nothing wrong with these classified documents, just an accident. I think most of the people look at that more skeptically, knowing that the president has told them a lot of other things that have been now proven false. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
And my last question to you, John Solomon, have you ever, you and I have covered politics a long time, and here we've got a campaign season as we're talking about all these different special counsels and all the investigations. Have you ever seen anything like this where it's such a confluence of historic events with special counsel investigating now with these new bombshells that you have on Biden and all the subpoenas and things that are out there, plus you've got a red-hot election season. Uh, This is just a surreal moment. It is. There's nothing like it in American history. I think many Americans are probably thinking, oh, thank God there isn't anything else like this because this is exhausting and it's frightening. And, uh, you know, people are talking about the America. America looks like a banana republic. There's a lot of strife and concern and division about the way things have unfolded in Washington and around this country, in Atlanta, in New York. Uh, I think the good people of America will resolve this with authority in the next election. They have a great choice uh, to make. They can reelect Joe Biden or reject him. They can nominate Donald Trump or pick someone new. They could pick Donald Trump over Joe Biden or Joe Biden over Donald Trump. It will be a final verdict. I think the ultimate jury verdict for all these controversies will be the 2024 election. And everybody knows now these issues are on the ballot. Now, it isn't just about the economy. That's important. It isn't just about Russian foreign policy. The integrity of our government, the weaponization or feared weaponization of federal agencies is also on the ballot in this next election. And I think the American people and all their wisdom, the wisdom that the founding fathers entrusted us with, is going to settle that issue once and for all. Absolutely. And by the way, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this podcast. John Solomon, you are such an amazing journalist. Thank you for being here on this podcast. What an honor to be with you. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.